The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's UFC Unfiltered, Jimmy is not here, but Jamie English is here. And I'm so happy you're here, Jamie English. Thanks very much, Matt. We also have the great Paul Felder calling in. We have Forrest Griffin, former champ Hall of Famer Forrest Griffin calling in. Amazing. And we also have Macy Barber, fresh off her win over the weekend. She's calling in also. Excellent. Her nickname's The Future. Excellent. It's going to be a great show. Exciting. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. How long can I do that before we just lose all the listeners? They're already gone. Huh? Huh? Keep doing it. Who's that next to me? Who is that next to me? Say your name. Apparently, I'm Jamie English. You are Jamie English. And for that, you get that. Thank you very much. Jamie English. All right? I'm just staring at you now. now it's, I stare too long. It's weird. Can we start over? No, no. We're already off running. All right. Listen, everybody. I, I think you guessed what. You, you, you figured out what's up. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy is gone for good. No, Died. No. Nah, he's not dead. <laughs> it's not the smell. All right. I don't want people to get upset or celebrate. Depends on who's fucking listening. <laughs> nah, Jimmy is uh, off somewhere. Chris, the producer. Where's Jimmy. He's, uh, you don't know, do you? No, I do. His radio show is in Los Angeles. Oh, this week. His, oh his radio show is in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm so cool. Yeah, fuck your show, Jimmy. <laughs> fuck your show. I see where your loyalty is. You and that little Sam Roberts. No, I'm only kidding, Jimmy. I'm not a hater. I want his show to, you know, he just resigned over there at Sirius. Oh, okay. Who gives a fuck? Let's talk MMA. Sounds serious. Fucking <laughs> Jimmy. How, how you been? I've been good, mate, yeah. Have you been? Yeah, Talk to me. So. I run into you pretty much everywhere. I know. When I have to come to do a fights. Yeah. You know? The fuck was that? Don't worry, it won't be in the final. Uh, All right, so so <laughs> the people at home aren't going to hear that, that um, ping. That, that email ping. ping. No. That was just me having ping. an idea. <laughs> right? I thought so. I thought we were like doing the old uh, telepathy. It does not very often. So you've been busy, Jamie English? Yes, sir. Huh? Yeah. Training a lot of people? Yeah, I've been uh, been training a few of the lads, getting some people ready for fights and stuff. I like when you say lads. The lads. I can't get away with that shit. And some of the ladies as well, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's been a lot of fights lately. Did you catch the fights over the weekend? I did, yeah. You didn't see that shit coming, did you? Oh, my word. That was pretty impressive. Did you ever see a finish 
like uh, like Yair Rodriguez did to the Korean zombie. I like, by the way, how it says during the thing. It doesn't even say his real name. It just says Korean zombie. During yeah, exactly. The fucking, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> when it has their names up there. Yeah, zombie. Uh, it's zombie. Yeah. What did you ever see a finish an album? Did you ever see an album like that? Nothing in such a spectacular, um, you know, area. You know, what I mean? mean, like it was huge, do, a huge fight like that, and then you're you like, wow. Kn- it, that elbow, that's not for everybody. Nope. How do you know? Is that is that a? Um, have you seen that before in Muay Thai like that? No, not really. Right? Yeah, no, not from that position. Jamie, you've been around, Jamie. I have been around. Thailand? Like yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. A few you times. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say. I, and then the way it ended, you could not have. If that was a movie, they wouldn't have uh, yeah, exactly. believed it. Yeah, exactly. The way he like the face planted at the bell, like it was. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like you, you, he landed that elbow, which you couldn't believe anyway. And then as he's in midair falling, the the siren goes and the, the rounds over. Unbelievable. Did I mention that we're gonna have Macy uh, Barber calling in? Oh, that's cool. She's the young lady that fought the other night. She's she had a great she's, fight. She's a little murderer. Mate. She, I'll tell you. She's very aggressive. She is made for this. And what I see with her from walking out to the fight itself is that for a 20-year-old uh, competitor new to the world stage, you'd never know it. I mean, she has um, – her, her nerves seem to be really good. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know what I mean she like she like does not seem before, out yeah, of her element yeah she yeah. seems in her element uh, I couldn't agree more yeah and she, that's, she did she did, she, uh, she gave you that impression like as you said she just possesses that confidence and it obviously uh, showed up in the octagon yeah. from that performance now how she's 20 years old and she started training. How how old was she when she started training? I was trying to look at my notes. I think here. she was like three or four. <laughs> yeah, she, she started she was doing like a karate. Baby, yeah. yeah. And now she's a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under Henner and Hiron Gracie. Yeah. yeah. You know, after this fight, and we're going to talk about all the fights, but after after this fight, she did call out. Um, she called out uh, Diaz. Uh, what's uh, yeah, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. Dern, Mackenzie Dern. What the fuck am I talking about, <laughs> Diaz? No, because that's her dad's uh, name. Diaz, that is her dad's name. Hey. Thank goodness. I was thinking of Megaton Diaz. He saves me sometimes. He does. Because like sometimes that. I could be like a lost little person, huh? not a lost little bird. Jimmy's my bird. Jimmy's the bird. <laughs> yeah, little lost little bird. Always says he's gonna train, but he. I gotta get up early. He says. He's got a man up. He's got to do something. He does something in the afternoon. He does some push-ups. All right, let's get back to the fuck. Push-ups. He tries to do that. <laughs> but Mackenzie Dern, man, th- there's levels to this shit. Now, it is, I want to ask her, I want to ask Macy, is she ready for the ground game of uh, of Dern? I mean, the Dern. That's a big test. She's, she's hot. She's world-class on the floor. Yeah, it's a big and test. And she throws some shit standing up. She's not, she, she uh, who did she just lay out? I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it. I know, because I don't want to say the wrong name and disrespect somebody, because there were so many girls that just fought recently, and they're all... I was just thinking of the girl fights. Oh, it was Amanda Cooper. She she It was yeah, Amanda Cooper, right, but it, yeah. it was a submission finish, but she was she did catch her. She caught her with yeah. a, a right hand, and Cooper yeah. just had a really good fight with... Uh, Ashley Yoder. With Ashley Yoder. Yeah. Let's get into the fights, because otherwise we're going to bring up a fight and go all over the place. Well, wait, I, I was just going to say, though, about the, the Mackenzie Dern. I mean, Talk to me. It's not locked in, obviously, but if you know um, Macy's trying to call out Mackenzie Dern, who has the bigger advantage? 
does Macy have a bigger striking advantage over McKenzie, or does McKenzie have a bigger jiu-jitsu advantage over Macy? You know, like who whose skill translates better against the other one? That's really the interesting thing. Yeah, about fight. but uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern doesn't fight like a a scared you know no jiu-jitsu person. Right. Like, you know what I mean? As yep, a person, yeah, a yeah. grappler that's scared to get hit. Yeah. She actually throws and commits. That's why she hurt Cooper, yeah. Yeah. who was the superior. You could make the same. Look at, she had a good fight with Yoda. <laughs> I just like saying Yoda. <laughs> it's Yoda. Yeah. It is Yoda. I'm not touching that joke with a fucking <laughs> uh, geeky uh, 10-foot pole. But uh, I was happy for Yoda, by the way. Didn't she have some tough calls? Yeah, for sure. And that was her, me, first, uh, her first UFC win. It was, but she had some fights that were very close. Yeah, unanimous decision losses to Justine Kish, Angela Hill, and then she had a split decision loss to Mackenzie Dern, which I thought Mackenzie won that fight, but it was very, very close, it, obviously. Yeah. So she needed this win. Yeah. Holy uh, shit, did she yeah. need this win? Yeah, but she's always game. She's yeah. always game. And so, but Cooper was game too. Yeah. That wasn't a bad fight. No. Oh, totally no, this is a great know. night of fights, actually. There's one thing I noticed throughout the night, and it happened also with. Show me this card for a second. Where is the undercard? I'll look. I'll find. When I see the name, I'll know it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, there you go. How did you know I was thinking of this? Joseph Morales. How did you know I was thinking of this, motherfucker? You know what? That I, is so weird. I, I know But you, this man. is what I was going to say, because I believe it happened with, uh, with uh, Yoda also, is going to your back with a guillotine, okay? With a guillotine choke. Right. It could cost you... Around it could cost you the fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and that 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 seems this that that was the uh, the case here with Joseph Morales and uh, I liked I liked that Eric Shelton who who they're saying that he because he's working with the um, American Top Team now, correct? Yeah, that that he's been adding in like these takedowns. That, that that's not was that's not really his bread and butter. You know what I mean? That's from what I got her from it. What did you? His uh, what is? Give me give me Eric Shelton's uh, record in the in the UFC if you could. Yeah, he's two and three in the UFC. So that was his second win. Second, but win. he's two and three. He's uh, won two of his last. Uh, he's won two of his last three fights. So okay, how did he win and how did he lose? If you don't mind. Um, he has a split decision loss to Alessandre Pantoja. He has a split decision loss to Jared Brooks. He has a decision win over Janelle Loaza. A decision loss okay. to Alex Perez, and then he just has the split decision over Justin. All right, Rose. that was a split. I was surprised it was a split. And the split, yeah, one guy gave, uh, I think, all three rounds to, to Joseph Morales. Yeah, uh, if I'm correct with that. Yes, yeah, so so I remember being like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Curtis Thrasher, I'm looking at, had a 30-27 Morales over Shelton. Really, Curtis. Really? <laughs> Did you see that fight I'm talking about? I, I didn't see. Well, it, this no. might have been on the fight past prelims. It was on the fight yeah, past this was prelims. Early, early one, yeah. yeah, man. Uh yeah, I didn't see that. But the one thing I did notice, and, jo- and, and Joseph's a young fighter, he'll he'll pick up from this. And this is one thing that um, one of my guys picked up from, and, and it cost him in his uh, in his Caraway fight was Aljo Sterling because Aljo's got a nasty guillotine, man. Yeah. He wraps up a neck. Yeah. It, you know, it's right. usually a wrap. You know what I mean? But you have to know, like, there's certain guys, and Master Henzo comes to mind, right. Ricardo Almeida comes to mind. Yeah. When they get a bite of that neck, it could be over. It, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, game over. And right. there's some guys that know. And, and the, how you know that is if you're, 
getting it locked up in training over and over and getting the submission. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. That's where this gets all worked out. Right. It's not saying, all right, I have a good bite on the neck. Let me take a chance and see if I can submit him. Right. Man, you're on the world stage. Guys are going to, their head, unless they're in the quick tap club, that, that, that thing could be about to pop off. If that thing's not set in, that you know, then you're going to lose position. Now you got a guy on top of you, and it's not just like in class where it's, all right, I'm going to work my guard. Now a guy's elbowing you in the fucking face. Yeah. So, and... And again, in the UFC, in the setting in the MMA, and in the UFC with these rounds, now you're on the back, and now you got a, you, three minutes left, whatever it is. Now you just got to fight to get up. Now you, and it's you know hard what I mean? to, and it's hard to win from the bottom now. Because no, if 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 like you get that position, like you just Turn said, like the Cowboy Cerrone. No, well, we'll get to that Christ, later. Yeah. But uh, no, man, with it, exceptions, it, of it, course. No, no, no. It 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 truly is because guys got their uh, antennas up for what's going on down there. Right. But. You know, I saw with, with Joseph, there was some times when uh, Eric was going to take him down, when he had a nice bite on that neck. And listen, if he would have secured one of these things, what's up? Uh, we got Macy Barber a little earlier. Oh, is she on the phone now? Oh, wow. Yeah, All right. That's awesome. Macy, you there? Yeah, I am. What's up, Macy Barber? You You're with Matt, Sarah, and Jamie English. How are you? Hey, Macy. I'm doing great. How are you? I can't complain. Macy, What? A, first of all, congratulations on your fight. That was awesome. Thank you so much. It felt awesome. <laughs> now, the one thing I was just saying before, before you called in here to, to my buddy Jamie is how comfortable you looked, not only in the, uh, the octagon, but on your way to the octagon. How, your nerves, have your nerves always been so good? Yeah, they actually have, which is kind of a little weird to me. I, sometimes, you know, I'll be sitting there the week of the fight and I'll be like, why am I not nervous? You know, why am I not? Like it, sometimes it'll feel like I'm not even fighting until um, like the, the day of or the, yeah, the day of. And I'm like, why, why do I feel like this isn't happening? Um, but it's just like I let the nerves come the weeks before fight week. Like, but, but then again, like... When they come, I just I just know that I need to train a little bit harder, you know, because you shouldn't have nerves and you shouldn't be nervous if you're you're giving everything you have, you know. That's a that's first of all, it's an excellent outlook. I mean, I've been in the the locker room with many warriors that would <laughs> that don't share the same philosophy, or else they're just not as 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 um. Uh, cool as a cucumber as you were. I mean, I've been there with guys that you would never, you would never know it. Even George St. Pierre. Yeah. And this is one of the things that that stuck with me, uh, Macy. When I was on the um, the Ultimate Fighter, they'd bring um, back before you were born. Not only, <laughs> but it was really ages ago. <laughs> Tough four. And I remember George St. Pierre was talking to Randy Couture, and we was we were all sitting around talking after practice, and he was saying. He was asking Randy about the nerves, you know, and Randy was, Randy was giving a, an answer pretty much the way you're giving an answer. Like, no, I'm pretty good. No, you know, yeah. and George, who's a very honest guy was going, oh, in the locker room, I'm always like, why can't I have a regular job? Why do I do this? And then he walks out of the tunnel. He walk, once he gets out there, he says it leaves him and he's good and he's happy, yeah. smiling. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they kind of go, but they're not like, I just try to breathe through, you know, like if, if I start to get nervous, I'm just like, you know, take a couple deep breaths. And that's when you know that, that I am getting a little bit nervous, yeah. but then take a couple breaths and then I'm right back to being, the, uh, you know, I, you can tell what I'm, when I'm about to like cut weight or when I'm about to go into a fight because I get really sarcastic, even though I'm like already <laughs> sarcastic, yeah. I just get extra 
extra extra sarcastic. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just I just try to enjoy it. You know, I mean, it's no. it's something that I, I chose to do, and and I'm not gonna ever let it. You know, it's like a roller coaster. You know, you, you want to get on a roller coaster because you know that you're gonna have a ton of fun. But at the same time, when you're looking up and you're you're like, oh man, am I really gonna get up and, and go to the top of this thing and know that it's gonna drop me? <laughs> however many thousands of feet and and i'm going to be freaked out and i'm going to have this this terrible feeling and then you get off the roller coaster and you're like man let's do that again you know yeah. um it, it's kind of like that uh so i mean there i chose to do it and and it's something i'm going to do and and that's a good feeling is is knowing that you overcame um any any little bit of uncomfortable uh Anything that's, yeah, yeah, anything that's uncomfortable um, in the situation. So now, when I you, can enjoy it. No, nah, that's awesome. It looks like you're having a, a freaking party in there. Now, you're, <laughs> I can't say the same I for you. I, I can't say the same for your opponents, though. Holy yeah, right. shit. Now, with the karate, did you start competing at an early age? Um, so I started training in karate uh, at like three years old. And um, there's just something that my family and I did together. Um, my parents put my sister and I in it, and we we grew up in it for a long time. And I tried a couple other sports. You know, I, I did some jump rope. I did some soccer. Um, I even it's not a sport, but I even like did like cooking classes and stuff like that. And um, I just I just always like grew up doing a couple different things that I enjoy doing. And karate was just one of them that stuck with me. And we eventually, when I was like thirteen in two thousand and ten. I don't know if I was 13 in 2010. I don't know. I can't math right now, but... That's all um, right. <laughs> yeah, in 2010, we opened our own gym, and uh, we taught karate, and we eventually transitioned to jiu-jitsu, and, and when we transitioned to jiu-jitsu, that's when I started competing um, in competitions, and I did a couple of, like, karate, like, point sparring competitions, but, you know, for... They had the rules where every time you threw a, threw a kick, or every time you threw, like, two punches, you had to throw a kick, so... I kind of got disqualified because, you know, I didn't know the Taekwondo style of, of being able to just like throw, throw kicks. No. Um, so that wasn't my thing. And, and so I just continued to compete in jujitsu. And then eventually, you know, I was like, I want to, I want to fight and I want to do my amateur debut. So I made my amateur debut at 18 and we just kept going from there. Macy, when you first started doing jujitsu, how did you take to it? Um, you know, I loved it. Uh, I started it with my sister. We did, um, we would do uh, online training, so we, we would watch training videos, and then we'd practice these techniques together. Um, and, and we learned that way. We got our blue belts that way. We would film our uh, techniques, and we would send them out to California to um, the Gracie Academy, and, and they would grade it, and then they would send it back. So that's how we learned. And um, I loved it. Uh, my sister was not very comfortable. You know, she didn't like the, the ground stuff. She was way more technical in the standing aspect of the yeah. training. Um, and I was good at the ground fighting. So I've always been really, I've always enjoyed it a ton, you know, wrestling and grappling. It's been my thing, but, uh, I, I love striking. I love, I'd much rather knock someone out or, <laughs> or, 
drop some elbows on someone than than choke them out. I'm sorry, but that's just the no, way it is, you know. Do not be I, sorry. I don't know why. It's just something <laughs> I enjoy doing, you know. Hey, listen, do not be sorry. Heck, I got <laughs> I love jujitsu. I mean, it's in my blood, but hey, I got the title with punching somebody in the mouth. I'm with you. I'm Macy, I am yeah, with I mean, you with that. I am with you. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean I love I, I don't have any ill like like any disrespect towards the people that that yeah. I fight or um, reasons to like not like them necessarily, but yeah. but when I get done with a fight, um, I want that person to wake up the next day and be not just feel like they were on a fight. I want them to be like you know you know when you look in the mirror, you're like wow, I was you know I lost like like I lost like like there's no question about it that 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 I won and you lost. You know like. I want to be able to wake up and be looking at my own head and be like, all right, hey, I look okay. You know, I might not feel fantastic all the time, but I, I at least have that that sense of, you know, that's just an extra extra good feeling for me to be able to know that someone else woke up and they're like, man, I didn't win that one, you know? <laughs> yeah, they had a rough night is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I, but then I'm like, uh, after like a week, can they just go away and they feel great again? You know, yeah. you don't want them to feel bad forever. That's sweet of you. <laughs> no, this is really huge. Now, I can't now your jujitsu. You're telling me you were part of the Gracie University. What 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 Henner and Hiron do like through the online training, correct? Yeah, um, my sister and I learned uh, for our, we got our blue belts and we got our, eventually got our purple belts. Um, and we, we ended up going through all the curriculum that they have online and we, okay. we kind of ran out of curriculum. So we would just, um, we would just look up, you know, random videos on YouTube oh. and learn that way. Um, wow. Wow. and then, and then to continue on, you know, I started working with Ryan Schultz, um, on my wrestling yeah. about four years ago and going from jiu-jitsu, I mean, jiu-jitsu teaches you to be comfortable on your back, especially the the Gracie system. So there is, there, that's the only flaw that I see, you know, um, is they teach amazing punch protection. That's the best street self-defense. But the problem with it is it's, it teaches you to be comfortable on your back. And, and when I started training to fight, um, that was the very first thing that Ryan Schultz told me. He's like, no, we need to get you off your back because, you know, it doesn't matter how you feel, how comfortable you are. You're in a losing battle when you're on the ground. You know, someone has, uh, someone's on top of you. I mean, he's like, you got to get off your back. I don't, I don't want you trying to go for submissions. You're going to get off your back, and you're going to get on top. Um, and that's something that I've, I've carried on even in this, this last fight. You know, um, she had my leg across her body, and I was like, either she's going to get up on top of me, or I'm going to get up on top of her. And I was like, there's no way she's getting on top of me. So I'm gonna, um, I pushed through, and I, I may have uh, tore my knee a little bit um, because I was like, I'm not going to be on the bottom. So I was like, I got to get on top. And, um, no, that's smart. I got uh, on top yeah. and, and I got the position. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so wrestling and grappling is something I added and then we just continued on from there. That is fantastic. Now there's two, there's two, um, trains of thought on that there. Now it is important though, that you do have that defense on your back and also, absolutely. oh al yeah. And also like you've seen, obviously you've seen Cowboys fight, correct? With that slick submission. Uh, arm lock. I did. That yeah. was that was really yeah. <laughs> really good. I was so happy for that. I've I've done not quite like that. He did a way better than I could ever do that. But um, he, he I've done an armbar like that, and I got slammed one time. Yeah. And uh, and yep. then I broke yeah. the girl's arm. But whew, 
Ooh, yeah. yeah, that was slick. If they ever go to lift you up, you know to grab under that leg so they can't get much distance with your head over Exactly, the and you rotate under and they can't drop you as much. Yes, yeah, yeah. and you mess with the balance. <laughs> Look, I'm hitting the applause button because you know what the heck you're talking about. Look at this. 20 years old. <laughs> That's so awesome. I know. I watch. I pay attention, you know. And now, when did you decide to make this your career? Because you're 20 years old. There's people, there's kids right now going, ah, you know, I'll look for a, a job tomorrow, mom. They're in their basement still. And you're on the world stage. When did you say to your parents or to your, whoever around that this is what I want to make my life? Um, when I started training, you know, I knew that martial arts was going to be my life because I just enjoy it so much. There's so much for you to learn and, and, and so many different ways to grow. I am a, I'm an artistic person and a very creative person. And, and to be able to have something in my life where, you know, you can be active and you can, you can be, um, fit and do something that's going to keep you healthy, um, and it's going to give you the, the ability to continually continuously grow um and you're going to be able to make money out of it i mean i feel like that was like something i looked at you know just and just in martial arts in general that was you know whether it was i thought i was just going to be a, a karate teacher eventually and and that's the way it was going to go but when i started training jiu-jitsu i was like wow no i want to do jiu-jitsu and then when i started training mma i was like nope i want to do this and and when i started doing that i was like there is so much that you can do with mma i mean there's so many different things you know you it doesn't matter how good your jab is, it can always be better, you know. It doesn't matter how good your your low kick is, it can always be a little bit faster or a little bit um so I feel like that was um that was really important for me to see and, and once I realized that, you know, um I also realized and my and my parents gave me the the um support and they, they continued to push me towards my dream because they also saw the the um the opportunity, you know, I, I, I've given this life at 20 years old. Um, I'm very, I like to think I'm very level-headed and I'm, I'm very smart in the sense of, you know, I realized that I was given an opportunity in a life to do something huge with my life and, and to not only be successful and make a ton of money, but make a big impact in other people's lives. And, and, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to go and waste that opportunity for anything, you know, um, I have a lot of people asking me, they're like, well, what about a boyfriend? What about, what about, you know, going out to the movies with friends or, or, or partying or when you turn 21, you know, you're going to want to go out and go out and, you know, start drinking and stuff. I'm like, no, you know, I mean, if I don't, if I don't try drugs and I don't try alcohol, I, I'm never going to have to, you know, first of all, that's not, that's not the way I was raised. And second of all, I mean, that's not, if I don't try it, I don't know what I'm missing out on. And if I'm not missing out on that, I don't have to spend money on it. So um, I feel like that is, that's kind of how I view a lot of stuff right now. You know, I, I can spend, spend the next eight to 10 years of my life and dedicate my entire life to, um, being successful. And, and you know what, in, in eight to 10 years, I'll still be a, I'll still be a kid. I'll be 28. I'll be 28 or 30 and, and I'll have all my life ahead of me and, and I'll be able to be young and I'll have money to be able to have the freedom to do what I want to do. And, um, I'll have opportunities to, to continue on with the sport and help other people in the sport and to um, to do other things, you know, if it's, even if it's not fighting, I can still have um, certain certain other other pieces of the sport in my life. So um, there's just there's just so much opportunity and so many different things that I can do with this, and and I'm not going to waste it. You know, it, ja it'd, it'd be a shame. Jamie English, I I just realized that 
being the father of three young girls, I have to talk to to Macy's parents and, and make sure I can get some tips, basically, because <laughs> they did they did a great job, Macy. Your parents, you make sure that uh, you tell them I gave them applause. Yeah, that's fine. When, oh, matter of fact, just so I'm not. I know, I'm sure they're listening. So. Oh, good. I <laughs> hope they're they probably are. like, uh huh. But I was gonna hit the applause button, but I just freaking messed up my thing here. But anyway, you just tell <laughs> them that I hit. You that's can still okay. Hit it right now, <laughs> ready? You tell them that I hit. <laughs> this is for your parents on the job they did. Yeah. Well, look at this. That's okay. The man hey, is mine. Head on. mine for being the good kid that, that, that listened to them. <laughs> yes, yes, you deserve that. Yeah. Jamie English, what do you want to ask? I had a question, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, Macy, congratulations on a on a great you know performance there. I was very impressed with. A number of things. Obviously, Matt mentioned your confidence, and that was a very clear, decisive thing in there. Because what you were doing, you were doing well, and you can't do things well without confidence. That's that's the primary thing for me. And then you had a great cage awareness. I noticed you were very, um, very attentive to when you were close to the cage, and you were able to spin and turn your opponent to towards the cage several times. When you were pressed against the cage, you were doing really good work and uh, solid defense as well as offense and you were able to transition from the from your weapons i thought really intelligently you would kick at the correct distance when you were at distance and your kicks were effective you'd be clinching and out of those clinches you threw some again obviously nasty elbows from those breaks which in again from my view takes a considerable bit of experience which you know you don't necessarily on paper seem to have that kind of experience and yet you were showing and expressing really solid transitions from the kick into the clinching to the elbows and then when you're on the ground another uh, great expression of confidence not panicking not rushing and then picking those shots from the top with those devastating elbows which eventually caused the fight to be stopped this is a this is very impressive from my from my side i mean i watched a lot of fights i coach people but you know whatever you're doing there i think is very good and, and especially your cage awareness that's not something that you see so Often, you know, right for a 20 year old competitor, yeah. It's Thank very you, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I mean, you're, you're gonna you're gonna fight how you train, and, and we train for everything, you know. I, 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 I'm not, I don't consider having camps, you know, I'm not like a oh, I'm in camp fight, I'm, I'm in camp, you know, right. I'm an all year round, you know, I haven't stopped training since I started. <laughs> now, uh, it's, it's not something you know, you start training, and then you're like, you get down to the fight, you're like, oh, time to time to go party, time to go take it off, take a, take a few months off. I'm like, no, this is, you just want to fight. Now it's time to, time to look at that fight and, and see where you need to improve and then improve. And, and, um, I feel like my comfort, you, you know, I may not have the most fights, but, but I train day in and day out, just like I'm going to go and fight. So, um, when you, when you do something over and over and over again, you know, it becomes second nature. It's like, like writing your name, you know, if, if you don't know how to, if you don't write your name ever, you're never going to know how, like, you're never going to be comfortable with it. But, but if you do it all the time, you know, you don't even, you don't even think about it when you spell your own name. You're like, oh, that's how you sell it, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the same way with training and fighting. I mean, if, if, uh, if you want to be comfortable in, in, in the fight, you've got to be comfortable in training and being able to do it like, like you could do in your sleep. Yeah. So. Now, Macy, you called out Mackenzie Dern. Now tell me about tell me about the thought process beside be, be, uh, behind that. Now the thought process in terms of the reason uh, why I called her out. hundred percent. My, my views on how the fight will go. Both. I want to know both. Yeah. The world wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I called her out, and I, I've said this in uh, several different interviews, and I'm sure it's probably going to 
get get repetitive and, and boring to no, some people, no no but, no 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 um, this is this is gonna be this is gonna reach the most people trust me yeah uh lsa um when i fought in lsa um so i made my i made my amateur debut uh i fought one time as an amateur and then i tried to get fights and i couldn't get any fights so i went to lfa and lfa took a cha- shot on me and um put me on put me on tv on the first first fight my second fight ever my first pro fight um and i fought with them and uh, I remember asking them, or them, them offering me after my my debut, they offered me Mackenzie Dern, and, and Mackenzie Dern didn't want to fight me. And, and she was, um, I, I don't know what the context was or what she said, but she didn't want to fight me. And so they were like, I, I didn't get to fight her in LFA. And uh, she ended up signing with the UFC, and, and I know for a fact that I can beat her. And, and when she got signed with the UFC, I'm like, what the heck, Mackenzie Dern just got signed. I'm like, my turn's coming soon, you know. And uh, now that I'm here, she can't she can't turn down a fight in the UFC. I mean, it's, ah. it's, it just can't happen. You know, you can't you can't keep turning down fights in the UFC if you want to make money and if you wanna if you wanna be uh, a, a relevant fighter. So <clears throat> she's either gonna fight or she's not gonna fight. Um, <laughs> Sounds like she and, can, uh, she, can, she can run, but she can't hide, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Sounds like she could run, but she can't hide now, right? Uh, exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can run. I mean, if 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 she doesn't want to fight, I mean, eventually her, her career in the MMA world is going to be over. Um, that's that's just the way it goes, you know. Now, um, do you? But yeah, I, I definitely want to fight her because she didn't want to fight me in the last fight, and uh, and that's a good matchup for me. I mean, she's she can she can swing, but she didn't have the technique, and she was so well rounded in jiu-jitsu that her transition between jiu-jitsu and and any other. Uh, aspect of the game it just doesn't connect you know uh i picked up that when she's grappling she has to think about striking and when she's striking she can't think about grappling so um it's it's nothing wrong with like the fact that she she just like can't it's just that she's so late in her career of adding in mma after doing jiu-jitsu for such a long time that it's not second nature to her and that's exactly what i'm talking about you know i'm, I'm the i'm the athlete that started at three years old and 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 did it all you know, she she had a long career in jiu-jitsu that didn't have any striking with it. So the transition is just not there. Do you feel the level of her jiu-jitsu is a problem if she gets you down, though, or or not? No, I mean, I've competed in a lot, a lot of competitions, and I'm not saying I ever competed. Um, let's just say when she won the world or when she won whatever, I wasn't there yet. You know, I, I wasn't there. And and it's nothing to do with, you know, me being cocky and being like, hey, I wasn't there. You know, I could have beat her. It's just I'm 20 years old. You know, I, I literally I was not there. Um, so, so you never know. I mean, uh, my jiu-jitsu is good. And um, she was the best when there was there was there was a lot of girls. But just like with MMA, I mean, there there weren't there weren't that many women in the sport. So uh I feel like she's she's a little overrated with with the fight with, in terms of MMA, um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely can hang with her on the ground, and I and we will we'll be working on that when we get into camp. I love it. Uh, well, listen, your nickname is the future, and I, it is very fitting. It is very fitting, Macy, and uh, we enjoyed so much watching you the other night, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. I hope you get this Mackenzie Dern fight. Yeah. That interests me a lot. That'll I think that's going to be a great fight. Yeah, me too. And I, all I think all... it interests yeah. a lot of people, actually. I, I didn't realize how many people were like, yeah, <laughs> yes. let's watch that fight. But yeah, yeah. 
Macy wants it. She wants that <laughs> want fight. It. She does. Well, I but hope. She hasn't said anything. I don't think she wants it. Well, listen, when that gets announced, try to come back and come on here and announce that on here. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey, listen, all our best, okay? Thank you for Thank talking Thank you very us. much. Thank yeah. you guys for having me on. Thanks, all right. Macy. Take care, Macy. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye. That was great. Listen, she... She is a she is man. She's she's a little fireball, huh? She she certainly exudes the confidence verbally as well as physically. I don't even for a person with and now she's working with Ryan Schultz. Now, it seems like she's doing mostly wrestling. Like she, I know she got she did that course where she got to a purple belt. Yeah, but I don't even think did she ever meet Henner and Hyron? It doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think she met them. No, it sounds like she did it all online. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, I seen some positions when um, uh, 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 it's escaping. Who who she just fight? Uh, Not Cooper. That's that's Cyphers. Cyphers. Cyphers, That's right. No, no. Okay, Um, Cyphers was going for some. decent like leg locks and stuff so i know what she's talking about where she popped her knee it's probably just a meniscus i've done the same thing in the world i like the mentality and this is where some jujitsu people are lacking is the mentality of not losing a position like if you're passing a guard like when my guys are passing i go don't lay down with a leg you know don't lay down with a leg you might get it or you might lose it, totally lose position. Now you don't have control of the guy. Uh, or you're losing the fight, or the guy gets on top, elbows your face. Right now, I want you to concentrate on passing and controlling. If doing so, and you're looking to pass, and the guy exposes his back, uh, use that to take his back and or to better your position, right. a la Kevin Lee. He does that a lot. Yep. Been watching that guy a lot. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. studying Kevin Lee a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Lee does a nice stack pass into taking the back, yeah. and he's done that with uh, several guys. Anyway, let's not get into my studying of Kevin Lee. This is also but, interesting, uh, by the way, when you talk to somebody like a Macy Barber, she only grew up. Man, she's game. Oh, she yeah. She only grew up knowing about MMA. This. You know what I mean? It's like that's the new kind of breed that you're going to see. <laughs> well, you, it kind of fits in nicely to the narrative where the UFC is 25 years old. And she's which, 20 years old. She wasn't even born right. when this sport started, yeah. which is a very she'll, interesting She'll never situation. go through what we went through of being like, oh, this is a new martial artist, Jeff Speakman. No, man, maybe <laughs> maybe this guy's the new thing. He can do the thing that Van Dam can't do. He's uh, doing the thing with the hands. We didn't know what the fuck worked. We didn't know what worked. Oh, Tiger Kung Fu. That must be cool. You, you, you like you growl? This guy's a Shaolin monk. He's I want to learn Eagle Claw. Yeah. There's Eagle Claw. There was all these cool names for Kung Fu's and Five Animal or whatever the fuck it was. And you're like, Sumo oh, man, wrestling. I want to learn this. <laughs> yeah. I started doing Wing Chun with my father, and it was like some forms. I used to just like the sticky hands because that at least was some contact. Yeah. But then every time I got to a fight... It would just go right past trapping, and I ended up tackling a kid and putting his head into a locker. Thank God for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I just thank you, Gracies. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much for letting me know what real fighting is, Hell yeah. and it's all for letting us all know. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Don't battle me saying Muay Thai is real fighting. I know it is. We're not drawing <laughs> straws. Yeah. You know. <laughs> thank goodness. You like the striking. I like the grappling. Strikling. Stri- grappling. Yeah. Striking. Striking. Grapple strikes. Yeah, fuck it. I was gonna do a song. I was gonna do a song, but did it, it didn't go. Do you want to talk about the fights for a couple more minutes, or you want to try uh, Forrest? Let's try. Right? Let's get Forrest. Yeah. Not out of the way because I like Forrest Griffin. No, yeah, but we we can call him. Right I got to talk to him about something off air too, but that's off air. All right. You know. Trouble. You know. I know. 
What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up. An epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close-out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to pull up. Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. Striker, grappler, striker, grappler, <laughs> let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> Jamie. Uh, put me down, Matt, no, put no, me right. down. Just say striker, just say striker. Striker. Grappler. Striker. Grappler, striker. let's call the whole thing off. Do it with me again. Ready, ready. Striker. You got to do it. Could you sing it? Uh, Why are you saying it like a, a fucking crazy Mr. Bean guy? <laughs> All right, hold on. Listen to me. We got some. We got a Hall of Famer on the phone. No way. Hey, is this Forrest Griffin? What's happening, man? Oh man, Forrest, how are you, buddy? It's me, Matt Sarah. I just like saying my name in the third yeah, person. Man, I'm real good. And Jamie hey. English. You don't know Jamie, but now you do. Hello, Forrest. Well, what's going on, Mr. English? <laughs> How's it going? Dude, what's new, Forrest? How you doing? The UFC's 25-year anniversary. What's going on? Not much. Not much. Not much since your uh, awesome fight, uh, UFC 53. First time I ever saw you fight live, whenever that was. Hey, I have a question, Matt. I you had a brother that fought in UFC, right? Yes. What the hell ever happened to him? I don't know, man. We're kind of restrained. We don't talk. Thanks for bringing that up. Why don't you fly to <laughs> New York and why don't you why don't you fly to New York and kick me in the nuts while you're at it, Forrest? What are you going to bring up next? My mother that passed. What a fucking prick. Go. I think it was going to go one way or another on that. A lot of people don't know that. I remember that. Hey, listen, Forrest. Good drills, uh, kicking the kick shield, kicks from the ground, uh, kicks from the ground. How do you like remember this stuff, Forrest? Defensive guard position, because this is what I do, man. I just sit around and watch fights all day. <laughs> How does uh, it- you know, you got to be an expert at something. Why not fighting? Forrest, you're the only guy to fucking make it out of the guys that were still around with the old fucking thing, because you're a workaholic. You yeah. understand? 
Yeah. That's why yeah, I hear good things about you, not, Forrest. It, it's not all by choice. I told you the deal. You know, you show up to meetings, you start doing stuff, and then you create an expectation that you're the guy doing stuff. Yeah. And you're like, well, shit, now I got to live up to that. Now I really got to, you know, I'm going to be in China over Thanksgiving. Oh, um, right now I'm in the middle of, like, a kind of an important interview, so I got to make this brief. But, uh yeah, yeah. I mean, just just uh, just figuring out the best way for the UFC to treat its fighters. Before we talk about the uh, performance institute, what's going on over there? There was something with you and and you just. I seen a glimpse. I didn't see the whole thing. I don't know how it went down. I saw a little oh, like that, you, yes, you and that. you and Shaquille O'Neal, and you were grappling. Tell me, tell us about that. What, what how'd that come what's about? That? First off, uh, Shaq's a friend of Dana's, actually been to the UFC before, uh, shot a promo for the UFC. This is the thing about Dana. If you do him a favor, like Donald Trump did him a favor way back when, he never forgot that. Shaq, when he was in his heyday, in his prime, when Shaq was arguably more popular than the UFC, he liked the UFC, went to a fight, and shot a promo for them. And uh, so I guess him and Dana have kind of kept in touch ever since. Shaq's shooting this show. They're looking for something interesting to do. Uh, again, like we were just talking about, Force the Force will do it. Hey, we got we need to jump out of a jet plane. Oh, Force will do it. We need uh, to go to China over Thanksgiving. Force will do it. So, you know, I like Mikey likes it, you know? So, like, yeah, I'm not so Shaq. I'm always looking for life experiences. I do want to call Shaq out, though. I love him, but he really is such a nice guy. I don't even know how you're that nice when you're that famous. Um, if I had Shaq money, I would be an asshole. But <laughs> besides the point, um, he he lied about his weight. He is not 330. He was 379. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Did you put him on a scale? We put him on the scale. <laughs> oh shit! It listed me. It listed me at 240. I wish I was 240. I'm like 220, 218. I'm, I'm lighter than when I graduated high school. Uh, how did the how how did the match go? Well, I mean, you know, we we started grappling, and I I started, and I kind of got him down, and we we're kind of hanging out, and then I said, well, you know, this is kind of boring. And he scrambled, and I was like, you know, let's see what happens. Let's make it interesting. I let him get on top of me, and the second I did that, I immediately regretted it. Oh my good <laughs> lord. And, you know, so he, I had my guard closed. I didn't know if I'd be able to close my guard around him, but it didn't do any good. It was like a, a bad idea. So I couldn't get, like, I couldn't unguard him to get the butterfly or to get the feet on the hips or anything. He was so big, and he just reached over and grabbed my head. And there's nothing you're going to do about it, just not even his size and strength, although he's a very strong guy. His length, the length of his torso is unlike anything I've ever messed with before, you know? And so, I, you know, so... I was like, man, I almost threw up on Shaquille O'Neal. But I got out of there. We got back, and I, I want to give props to the big man. I was, you know, I was like, all right, well, this is a minute left. We're winding down. I'm, you know, kind of pushing and playing. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what? dug deep, and he rushed me like a bear. Because oh I, I did Lord. not want to get back on the bottom there. And he finished the round on top. you got to give him that. <laughs> and then he laid there for 20 minutes, and Claudia almost killed him. Like, Claudia thought he was messing around. He wasn't messing around. He was legit exhausted. Oh, and that's Claudia's, funny. like, choking him, and he's, like, he's like tapping, and she's just like, ah, oh, this is really hard. And it's like, Claudia, people are used to getting choked. Getting choked hurts them, okay? 
Next time, listen, Forrest, and I know you know your fights, but uh, you know I'm an, I'm 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 an, I'm an old school too. I'm old school. I'm I'm older than you. It sounds funny when I say it. I'm older than you. Yeah. Marillo Bustamante versus Tom Erickson. If you want to study a fight and you got to go with him again, watch that fight. Did you okay, have, yeah. did, did you ever hear of that fight? I've seen that fight. I remember Bustamante well. Bustamante was um, awesome. He was one of my favorites. So, wow. Tom Erickson was, they called him the big cat. He was the big, giant, goofy wrestler out of Oregon, right? Worked yes. Out Randy and those guys. A hundred percent. Huge. So they called him the big cat. It was yeah. a joke because he was actually like the most uncoordinated galoot in the world. <laughs> and he would just hurt people. And right. that, that's actually, that was actually Keith Herring's coming out parties when he beat Tom Erickson. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, that, wow. that fight would have been in pride then. Bustamante and Erickson. I don't think Erickson ever fought in the UFC. Yeah, that probably was. Yeah, because they, they fought in something back then. It was called Mars something or other. Henzo fought Oleg on the same card. Oh, yeah, but they knocked right, him out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in that one, um, Murillo Bustamante fought Tom Erickson for 45 minutes. And uh, he used a lot of feet in the hips because so, you were talking about that guard being yeah, non-existent. Yeah. So normally with the guard work, it's for guys trying to pass. And this is more of uh, with the feet and the hips, you know the deal. It's dealing with that forward pressure. Yeah. 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 So yeah, all right. Yeah. So what's going on? Now listen, by the way, you brought up my brother. What happened to uh, Stephen Bonner the other day? What happened to your brother? Oh, is man. that right? It, it's unfortunate. That's, no, that, that really ups- Listen to me. Hey, hey, Forrest. I'm not taking shots. I like Steph. That that really upset no, no, me. No, man. no, 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 no. Yeah. I know you do. I know you do. I, I know it's like genuine concern. You know, is he okay? Have you spoken to him? You know, I haven't spoken to him. I've texted a couple times. Um, I don't like seeing. I, him. I don't honestly even know what to say. You know, yeah. um, I can say this. I was out with him not long before, and I'm drinking because you know it, it's not a problem for me. Yeah, uh, or at least it, it's not yet. Shit, and, it's like me with herb. I don't judge you. <laughs> yeah, well, he he wasn't, you know, and I, you know, I realized that okay, cool. He realized he has a problem, but apparently he was drinking, and he's just not a person that should drink because one drink turns into many drinks, you know. Um, I did get pissed though. They said he had painkillers in the car. It was Celebrex, so it's a non-narcotic anti-inflammatory, non-steroidal, uh, you know. I was like, he didn't have a painkiller. And he did have an AR in his trunk, but he had an AR in his trunk because he shoots regularly uh, mm. at this, this kind of gun buddies of ours. So oh, he, he's man. all into that. Well, listen. Or he was. I don't even know if he can do that anymore. Well, life has up and downs. I just hope he's all right. You know, I don't well, know. Well, you know, I think, I think, you know, now that, now that we're, uh, I mean, we really are bringing it down, huh? Between the two of us. Wow. <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> yeah. We're losing. Depressing. Dude, come on, Depressing. man. Forrest. And people, people like us. They think we're all happy. All the, can we just bring this? People are turning their, people are like, ah, I don't listen to this podcast. Boy, this guy's as hell. They, they think that when you're calling in and they know I'm a silly guy, they're probably, oh, this is a fun one. Oh, this is, we're, <laughs> we're fucking so gloom and doom today, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know. Get back to the let's get let's get let's get to the uh, performance institute. What's going on over there, dude? I gotta I gotta explore that place some more when I'm in Vegas. I I kind of had a tour, but I don't really. Yeah, I've been there. It's a fantastic place, man. Really good. Top level. Tell me about what's going on, Forrest. Anything special? The idea is that we want you know any athlete in the UFC to come in to bring us what they do for their training to bring their MMA coaches and training partners if possible, you know? And then once you step foot on the door, it's free. So we're going to tell you, you know, your 
resting metabolic ratio. So just like what what fuel serves your body prefers, how many calories you burn a day, just being alive, basal um, metabolism, your VO2 max. So not that these things are that important, but they're all indicators of the type of athlete, of the type of, you know, body that you're working with. And that's influenceable to some extent. So the idea is you come out, you show us what you're doing, we help you plug uh, sports dietetics, strength, conditioning, physical therapy, and even sports science or recovery into it. And, you know, from there, the other thing we do um, that I, I can't get fighters to do enough is to come out for two or three days just to do some linear tracking, right? So am I improving? Am I getting worse? So we can tell you what your organism is, your body, what whether it is peaking or, you know, in decline. Um Right now, you, you got you got a guy holding mitts for you, and he says, "Ah, oh, you feel strong today, kid. You feel strong today." Now, you know, ah, oh, your your wrestling partner says, "Man, you're you're not that good today." But maybe maybe your wrestling partner's having a great day. There's no, you know, what I'm saying there's no. Yeah. It's all subjective. There's no objective data to your training. We want to provide you with a little objective data, and we feel that if you train around your objective data, you can increase your performance. Obviously. Uh, just as important, and I was talking to some some uh, some PBR guys, professional bull riders. Just as importantly, um, I like to use Bisbee as an example, although we had nothing to do with that. I wish we did. Um, that's where the bulk of your money is going to be made. The last couple fights of your career. If you can extend your career successfully and win, you know, three or four fights at the back end, that's when you're going to get paid. That's when you're going to get your retirement money, your money to figure out what you're going to do to buy you some time to figure out what you're going to do next. And I think that's, that's a lot of what I want to provide to people. You know, I, I want you to get an extra fight or two out of yourself. If you tr- start training right a little smarter earlier, so you have a little bit of, you know, financial leeway to figure out your next great passion. Right. That was pretty, pretty good. You can tell I've said that before. <laughs> that was a good pitch. <laughs> I'll just read that off the script. Right? You got a teleprompter there? Now, you're talking about one last fight. Now, I agree with you with those because I had some decent fights towards the end. But now, speaking of one more fight, you're 39 years well, some old. Of that, some of that was the market changing, too. You know? What's it? Yeah. The, uh, you right, know. Listen, I shocked the fucking world, but that's not the point. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Listen, yeah. listen, Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, I know. You, you beat arguably the greatest guy ever. Frank, Tr- yeah, Frank Trigg. <laughs> no, no, seriously. No, Frank Trigg <laughs> is the greatest fighter of all. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Why do I keep attacking that motherfucker? I know you already beat him up a couple times, man. I don't I, know. I just you're like a sore winner with that guy. I, I, you know, hey, listen to me, hey Forrest. If, hey Forrest, you see him a fight, you're upset. Hey, if you were Italian and five six, and that motherfucker called you Snooky, you would have fucking you'd be upset too. All right. Sorry, Forrest. I'm Forrest, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and not only that, when I talk to you, it does bring back memories that that you wanted him to win. And I don't want to bring that up again. But it, I mean, yeah, that, that, uh, now you know it hurt. You know it hurt me, Forrest, because I like you so much. I <laughs> arguably did. like you more than you like me. No, I like you a lot. I've li- <laughs> Here's the thing. I've liked you longer than you've liked me. Oh, That's not true. Shit. I do remember the first time we met, though. I know this sounds weird and very whatever, bromance. But I remember the first time... We, you said anything to me. Do you remember that? 
<laughs> we were talking about coffee, right? You having coffee? Yes. No, motherfucker. You have to, wait, boo. Boo you. Are you saying when I did that show and I came over your house and we did the coffee thing? No, 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 no. It was the day before that. <laughs> okay. Ah. That's true. It's it, one we, we met we met doing a spike TV thing. It's not when true. you were coaching the show, you my, had just finished coaching my the feelings, show. My feelings are hurt again. Uh-oh. Can I tell you when we met? Can I, I remember a good compliment. Okay, let's, do it. <laughs> let's go. You were drinking a coffee. I was walking past you, and I stopped. And, hey, oh, far. So we never met. I had to sue you from the show. That's what I seen you from the show. And this was after yeah. I lost the Carol Parisian. And you go, hey, what's up, Matt? And you're like, hey, man, great arm lock escape. You said a couple, you enjoyed my fight. You gave me comp. I lost. Yeah. I lost. I lost. That sucks. But you gave me compliments on the Carol Parisian fight and you, and you loved my arm lock escape. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> pressure, I, pressure. Was, the Parisian fight was UFC 52 or whatever. Yeah, the first was, time I ever saw you fight live. It's true. It's true. And yeah, I lost. So I'm, this I'm this, this phone call is back. full of bad memories. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, it was a great fight though. You know, I lost some fights that were good fights though. I'm like, I, yeah, it was a pretty good fight until, you know, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the arm lock escape? I right, listen, forget about the arm lock escape. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest. All right, listen, we gotta we gotta go soon. Did you enjoy the fights over the weekend? What the fuck did you think of that finish with the Korean zombie? I did, I did. You know what, man? Korean zombie got played a little bit. Yeah, year was a little yeah, you notice Korea Zombie was confused with why do we keep celebrating and hugging? <laughs> zombie zombie should have just said like, like what the fuck one on? time. Like you don't need to hug. You could tell Zombie didn't want to hug at like the eleven seconds when Yair was Might getting all excited, it. like, Hey friends, we're doing this good thing. It's zombie true. was like, No, no, I wanna fight. And and I think that is why Zombie was pushing that pace so hard at the end <laughs> and then ran into that beautiful elbow with eight seconds left probably in the greatest finish of the UFC ever. I got to tell you, though, I was hoping, it was a beautiful fight by, by Cerrone, but I really, I thought that could just be such a great stand-up fight. Oh, you know? oh with Cerrone and, then, and, uh, and Perry? Yeah, I thought I, I just thought that could be the, you know, the rock and sockum of all time. I think it's a good matchup stand-up-wise. Uh, and you forget, what a beautiful sweep. Uh, by Cerrone there yes. to hold that arm, and yeah. you see Perry didn't uh-huh. Perry didn't recognize that nope. the cowboy had the arm in time, and then he tried to use the athleticism. And then he got him bought anyway. No, hey man, he did initiate that takedown, but once he and did he, that, he I'm he like, yo, he's he's he, cra- yeah, he got it, but but he's crafty on the floor. He's good on his back, cowboy. Cowboy's got a very yeah. well-rounded jujitsu game. Yeah, he's, he's got top he on bottom. I'm afraid of zero people if I'm cross-side top. Let me put it that way. In MMA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I thank you. I take you down by the lock, cross-side top. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, in the guard, maybe there's some people I don't love being there. But um, you know what I find, too? It's, it's when you're afraid of someone's guard and you try to pull out, that's when you end up getting in trouble. Yeah. If you just kind of stay in, the old wrestler, hands on the biceps, occasionally throw an elbow in there, put your head in their chin, pop pop their elbows back. You can just stay there and be heavy on them and make them tired. And, you know, as they try to maybe, you know, rubber guard you and all that, you can just stay there, push them against the fence and be safe. And and almost just like lay on them until the ref stands you up. That that, That would be my strategy against a real good gist guy. Yeah, I mean, listen. Anytime you're you're in the guard between the legs, there's that, 
you know, that chance if you're, if you're with the wrong guy. Or even if you think you're with the right guy, just talk to uh, Charles yeah. Sonnen and uh, Anderson Silva with that fucking yeah. You know, yeah. laces out moment. Anyway, Forrest, listen, man, I could talk to you all day, Forrest Griffin. You know, but I think we'd be too depressed and end up killing each other, <laughs> killing ourselves. <laughs> hey, hey, you you want to get more depressed? What are you wearing right now? Hey, listen, motherfucker, I'm going to get happy. <laughs> I'm going to get happy because I, and I got people to witness this. I am under 200 pounds. I am like okay. 195, Dang. 196. I All have right. been not gluten free, but light on the gluten light <laughs> yeah. on the gluten the listen last night hey, listen you brought this up now you got to hear it last <laughs> night we got italian food forest uh, at the yeah. sarah household i had a whole pie for myself yeah a personal gluten-free pie is what i had yeah. at my hat to damn right i'm clapping damn right i'm applauding yes <laughs> I did the right thing. And then you know what I get? Because you asked. I got the veal. Now, you're, you're thinking veal palm fried. Fuck, Forrest, you asked about this. <laughs> Forrest, don't I, Forrest, don't you hang up. You better listen. <laughs> Forrest, <laughs> you thought Shaquille was heavy. Listen to me. Listen. I got the veal and I got it baked. All right? Not fried. And then I get, yeah. it, I get it dry. I don't get no sauce on it. A little mozzarella cheese. All right, listen, Forrest Griffin, thank you so much for calling. You <laughs> tried funny. to get a zinger at the end, but fucking touche. <laughs> no, I got abs, motherfucker. It was, it was no, it's not that. So I was going to see if oh. you were, I, I was thinking that you might actually be heavier than me no. because I'm actually depressed because I've lost like 15 pounds. Oh, you're one like, of those guys that have to uh, keep yeah, the, to be I, heavy? I, my joints are too garbage to do the thing where you lift weights in a repetitious mm. uh, fashion and attempt to gain muscle. So I, I don't really do that anymore. How much you weigh? I, I, I like 218, 217, but that's less than my junior year of high school. Can I be honest with you? Before I lost the weight, we would have been the same weight. Wow. Because that's I was I was, I was walking around. That's how I, I normally would time. walk around. Hold on. Look, I'm sitting down, Jamie. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So That's I, right. You hear what he said? Uh, I got some fucking abs, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Now I'm happy. All right, Forrest, you cheered me up towards the end. You know, you kicked me in the nuts in the beginning. You dragged me through <laughs> some mud. But uh, we made it through, brother. All right, man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Jamie, it was great to meet you. Nice to meet you, Forrest. Cheers, mate. Take care, Forrest. Hope to talk to you soon, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Later, brother. Bye. All right, the great Forrest Griffin, UFC Hall of Famer, former champion. Yes. Yes. That was fun. Yes, very much. Now, I believe, do we have one more call or no? We do. We got a little late-breaking. Paul Felder wants to join the show. Let's talk to talk us. to Paul Felder. And when is this fight going on with James Vick? That is January 26th. I was just going to put this up for you. I have the information here. January. That's UFC 233, January 26th. January 20th. I like that matchup. Yeah. And that's reset. They were supposed to fight. And when he fought, when he fought Perry, yeah. what... Did he get? What did he get injured in that? A broken arm or something? Yeah, he broke his right arm. I believe. When do we know? Yeah, uh, first round, I think. Yeah. Wow, but he went to a decision, right? Yeah, that's first impressive. Round. Yeah. Wow. So so all right, let's that. give him a call Tough and let's man. talk about some of the fights too we had the other night. Yeah, because he did commentary this weekend. So all right. Yeah. So we have that on there, and and afterwards I might have to put the other fights back on. I'll tell you. It is exciting. It is a jam-packed show. It is absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. Paul Busy. Felder calling in. He just did the commentary over the weekend. He's, he's good as a commentator. Yep. You know? Paul Felder, is that you? It is. What's up, buddy? It's Matt, Matt Sarah, and we got Jamie English in studio today with me. Hello, mate. What's up? Uh, Paul, 
Listen, great. First of all, good job with the commentary, man. You're doing. How do you feel now? You're doing. You're doing like paper. This wasn't a pay per view the other night, but you did the pay per view the other night. You feel. You're feeling at home with that, aren't you? Yes, it's. It's. I think I'm starting to figure out how to do the preparation. When you first get the these jobs, man, they can be overwhelming. You got you know twelve to fourteen fights on the card. It takes time to to start to find you know what information you need how many fights to watch and uh, i feel like i'm starting to find my my balance now is it like fighting or anything else where the more you do it especially those in the cage interviews i think that would probably be the most nerve-wracking for me you know yeah. is that how do you how do you i mean you just what how do you get more comfortable with that well i i think that for as for the in cage interviews you know, I, I went to school for acting and, uh, you know, I did on camera work and had a lot of auditions in my lifetime. So that, that part's fun to me getting in there and, and talking to the fighters, and, you know, producers help you out. I, you know, they, they're in my ear. If there's something specific they want me to ask, they help me out with the questions. But ultimately, you know, you gotta just ask them questions and listen to them and, and kind of go with the moment. Cause everybody's different in there. Some people are talkers. Some people you can barely get a word out of. So you got to just kind of ride with it when you're in there. Now, are you looking for them to? Are you? Mm, are you looking for any like? Do you, like, do you like it better? I like it better when they call somebody out. I think it makes it more exciting. And even if it's not in their nature, it is important to have it. Don't you feel it's important to have a name on, on on the tip of your tongue to try to for your career? Yeah, you know what? I never really thought about that until I started doing this as much as I am now. I, 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 and it, it really will help them out. If somebody has a name, even if you don't think it's somebody you can get, if you call that person out on television after you know a dominant performance, there's a damn good chance that is who you're going to get next. Obviously, if it's within reason, if I go in there and win and you know call out Conor McGregor, it's like, well, you might not get that fight. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if somebody in your division up the rankings within reason, and yeah, you, there's a good shot you're going to get that chance. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that when you were you were interviewing the uh, the Tiger Showman kid. What's his name? The uh, Trezano. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and he beat Pena, Pena. And I'm like, after that win, and 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 that was, uh, you know, they, people were looking forward to that fight because they were both on that Ultimate Fighter and whatnot. So after taking that dude out, beating him in a, in, a, in, a, in a tough fight, it just it felt a little. Mm, anticlimactic when you ask him, he's like, oh, I don't call nobody out, and and he seems like a nice kid. Yeah. So I, and he just had a battle, and yeah. the most important thing is he could fight. Yeah, but it <laughs> I just you don't have to be disrespectful. It just kind of helps when there's a name there. Sure, you know? yeah. yeah, I think I think he could have he could have really jumped on that opportunity because he had a you know it wasn't a great showing for his finale. The, the other guy didn't really engage. It wasn't Dana White's favorite fight for sure. Yeah. So he gets another chance against. You know, Luis, who had a lot of hype behind him, and, you, and you know, you, you had a really good performance and took him out, and that guy's a tough, tough draw for anybody, and you beat him, and here you are. Yeah, so I think, it, I also yeah. agree, it was a... World stage. Missed opportunity. Yeah, I think that kind of exposes a, a gap there, actually, where sometimes you can see that, because fighting is fighting and everyone, you know... Um, focuses on the technical aspects but there is a definitely room and Forrest Griffin was just talking about that then in the institute where you can you can have um, tests done at the institute and things like that you could also be advised you know by people who know about what you just said acting and showbiz there's nothing wrong with getting advice on how oh. to carry yourself especially after a fight right and when you're emotional you might want to be able to use that energy 
to promote yourself, you know, instead of just, oh, I'm not that kind of guy. But sometimes you, you might have to be if you want to make some money in this game. You want to be pink, getting attention to yourself. If you it's it's not cringeworthy. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you could get advice on it, right? Speaking of cringeworthy, and I don't want that to come out the wrong way because I like I like James Vick, but I'm thinking about James Vick's um, his lead up to his last fight with Gaethje, and some of that pre-fight talk was a little cringeworthy because it seemed out of character for the confident James Vick, who you will be fighting at uh, UFC 233 on January 26th. I was excited when this was um, announced, uh, Paul. I think this is a, a great fight. Yeah. What, cringeworthy or not, with that, that pre-fight shit, J um, Vic's a dangerous dude. Tell me about okay. your thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, he tried to be something that maybe wasn't in his nature, and it, 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 he got carried away with it, and, it, you know, it backfired on him, and that happens. But, you know, it, it got some hype on that fight, and if he would have yeah. won, we wouldn't be talking about that. True. In, in that so that's the risk in that kind of stuff. But I think we'll see a little less of that uh, for our matchup, and, that's not really something I do too much of. I mean, I, I speak with confidence. I know what I, I'm capable of. And uh, I, I think we're going to let our fighting do the talking. But, uh, yeah, if I can get through James uh, January 26th, man, I, I'm definitely going to be looking to, to go after somebody up the rankings and, and keep moving up the ladder. That's that's where I want to be at. That's the reason I'm not just giving it up and living the sweet life, wearing pretty suits and talking <laughs> to fighters. You know, I'm still trying to to make it go at the top. Uh, if I didn't think I could be there, I, I'd retire right now. What would be the point in taking extra punches to the head at this point in my life? No, for sure. And I'll tell you, your fight with Mike Perry, you broke your arm. Was that, which round did you break your arm in? First. Now, how, now you broke your arm in the first round. Okay. How did you, now that's fighting another, another 10 minutes with a broken arm, uh, 10 minutes and change, depending on when it happened in the first. Was there, now, you knew right away it was broke, or were you just saying, all right, there's a situation here? Well, when it broke, it broke, I'd say, a couple minutes into the first round. Oh. And I knew something was wrong, but the adrenaline was still yeah. kind of getting me through it. And then when I sat down in the corner, I was trying to close my hand and make a fist, and I could feel the, I could feel crunching in my forearm, and I couldn't make a solid fist because of the, the, the break in my arm. And that's when I, I knew I knew it was broken. I knew that wasn't crunching from you know muscle damage or something like that how much did that change the game plan in, in general i mean and you're oh, i mean you were one-armed i mean you had, which arm was it i'm sorry my right arm oh shit yeah so it changed right. a lot of stuff because one of the things that we worked on when we switched from james vick to fighting mike perry was obviously what you saw cowboy just do the other night we wanted to get the fight at some point in the uh, throughout the match on the ground, use ground and pound and try to get him to open up and make a mistake and yeah. look for submissions. But I had to kind of use a kick heavy game, a lot of jabs, a lot of footwork, which was part of the game plan anyway, to bait him into throwing big punches. And it just kind of all fell apart because I couldn't, I couldn't defend right. I couldn't defend my own, you know, and his takedowns. So it, it kind of just messed everything up and I just had to throw what I could. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, as a fighter, man, you definitely sucked it up and had a good poker face because I didn't even realize until I was told afterwards, man. So, that, that, Did you see Mike Perry's x-ray that's going around? No, I didn't no, see I didn't the x-ray. Find that no, thing, Chris the producer. Right He's going to find that now. But why? how did that thing look? It looks, If this is really his arm, <laughs> I, I'd say it's 100 times worse than my arm. Oh, wow. 
Well, I'll tell you, he did get a good bite on that. And with the gloves, it kind of catches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where a guy goes to pull out and it kind of... And at one point, I thought he was going to step over, kind of like what Yoda did yeah, earlier. Right, right. I think it was Yoda who did it with Cooper. I might be off of that. But... um. It is a, it is an injury. He's, he's an injury looking like for- that is is a game changer in a fight. Like I had, I broke my arm once in a fight uh, in two places, and like yeah. I, I know exactly what. Uh, in, from my experience, like I know exactly what you mean. You kind of want to go on, but it's like shit, man. It's well, tough. while he's looking that up now, you originally thought that uh, the Korean zombie was that he did a headbutt until you saw the replay with that crazy elbow. How, let, Paul, I've seen a lot of fights. I've never seen, I've never repped or seen anybody rep that elbow. Have you ever seen anything like that? Never. I've seen a lot of up elbows, but it's usually what? up with your lead hand or never never dipping your head down and just throwing your arm up behind you. Uh, I, From my angle, so I was behind <laughs> the Korean zombie as he charged forward with his combo. So all I saw was, Yair dip down, disappear, yeah. and then Korean Zombie just face plant. So what I thought was he dipped down to blo- to dodge the punch and pop back up, and I thought his head came right up on the chin of of Zombie. But in in the replay, I was wrong, man. That was just a perfectly timed, wacky, never seen before elbow. Well, I mean, I wonder if he even reps that. How I I never when I seen the replay on that. Yeah. So many times I was I was amazed, and I'll tell you, Paul, if that happened in a movie, you're not believing it. Yeah. When they do no. that, and then the, he's face planted at the bell. I mean, it's amazing, man. It is just amazing. But that was a wild night, and there was and Dana. You know, Dana said there was a couple of fights where a couple of stinkers. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, with the dilute, what is it? The um, uh, Dan- which fight was that? The uh, Daniel, not Daniel. Oh, Benil Daryush. That's it. Bar- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, when they stopped it a little. Uh, bit. Yeah, but I, I don't mind a battle for position, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Benil needed a win, man. He, you know, yeah. he was the top ten, top fifteen guy. He went on a, you know, a, a loss draw, bad knockout. I, I can't, I can't fault that man for just being like, you know what? Let me just get back in the win column. And then I'll be more exciting after this one. Yeah, uh, he played it safe. He did, but I, I, I don't blame him. And he won the fight, and that is what he needed to do for for himself. Now, when all said and done with everything, do you ever do you think about going back into acting, or is that just something oh, for another? Oh, one hundred percent. Really? I'm a, yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out my way in, and now I'm going to start getting more uh, aggressive with it. Probably, you know, more towards when I really know when I'm going to be done fighting, which isn't yet. But as I start really thinking about moving on in my career, I'll always want to do the color commentary. I want to do a lot of that. I think I can do that and still look to pursue acting. But it's something I'm going to have to really focus on when I when I know I'm not going to be in training camps for eight weeks at a time. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, something I 100% will get back to. And where are you? Are you living in L.A. or no? No, I live in Philly right now. Um, oh, you're over here. That's so right. oh, cool. I'll have to figure all that kind of stuff out. So that's something I'll have to start seeking out, you know, agents and things like that. I've, I've got some I've got some things going on that we're trying to figure stuff out. But And what is it about... I'm sorry, Paul, go ahead. No, no, that's it. I was going to say, what is it about being in front of the camera that you enjoy? Because obviously you enjoy it and you're good at it. I can't. I don't know about the acting. I've never seen it, but you know right. the commentary, the fighting. I mean, you're in front of all the you know crowds, cameras. What is it about the acting? Man, I fell in love with it in high school, and I just I decided to, to take an acting class, and uh, 
I, I truly got bit by the bug, like they say. And uh, ever since then, I just, it's, it's a rush. It's the same, you know, similar with fighting. You get in front of that. It's a different rush, but uh, I just like performing. I like being the center of attention in, in that kind of way and, and, and putting on a show, whether it's acting or fighting or commentary. I, something I've enjoyed ever since that first, that first acting class back in my junior year of high school. That's awesome, man. Because in high school, you think like like you know the guys that are in like the Glee Club or whatever those things are. I don't know. I haven't been. It's been a while. Listen, I'm older. I haven't been in school for a while. But I had plenty of guys that would bust my balls back then, man. That are probably looking at me now, being like, "Oh shit, he would have kicked my ass." (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. I'm like, uh, you know, they're gonna try to mess with this. This little redheaded kid, and they're going to get their ass kicked. St. John Newman High School and Ridley High School. That's funny. Go F yourselves for uh, messing with me back then. and uh, (laughs) Hope you're enjoying your former glory days of high school football that turned into nothing. (laughs) They're they're all fat on a bar stool watching you on there. They're they're drunk in their lives right now. Let me answer your thoughts uh, with the the Chaz Skelly and the uh, the Bobby Moffitt uh, finish there. What What do you think about that? In the moment, it lo- I, I agreed it looked like he was starting to maybe go out, but I also am with Chaz Skelly in the fact that if he hasn't tapped, he's not. he hasn't been. If he was even close to being out, it certainly wasn't long. So I think the ref could have given him more of a fighting chance to either start to really pass out and then wake him back up. It's not like he's knocked out or taken damage from, from punches. You know, you know this is a... Yeah. long, long, long time jujitsu guy, he's going to be okay as long as you catch yeah. it not too long, you know what I mean? And he kind of just shook his arm a little bit. Um, but in the moment, yeah, I was just as confused, man. It was yeah. it's one of those things. I know they're looking out for the safety of the fighters, but I, I do feel bad for, for Chaz Kelly. And, uh, yeah. It's a shame for, for Bobby Moffat, too, who had a beautiful darts joke that kind of has all this muddy, you know, hindsight look to it now where we don't know if he was going to get it or not. So he's kind of, you know, doesn't really get his full glory from that submission as well. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, um, the Kevin Lee versus Michael Chiesa fight. Uh, yeah, like they might have gone to sleep anyway. Yeah, because I feel he but, was, yeah, I feel that wasn't that bad of a call. But it's so, it's weird because when they do stop it, they immediately, when they release it and the blood comes back, they're through. They're just right back awake, and or if they were even about to go out, they're like they're right back, and they're like, "Wait, I'm fine." And it's a weird, weird thing. Like with this last one with Moffitt, I seen him. Um, like like when he went to go move the arm, that was I'm like, all right, and then he came back to life, and it's like, uh, you kind of feel for the ref because he did touch that arm for a second, and the arm didn't. It's not like he was like yeah. waving or giving a. Yeah. Ah, and man. A, and a, a ref, the ref it was, was in a tough not position. Moving. And Chaz says he was just trying to relax his breathing, and I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. That's a that that one's it's not tough. Figured yeah. out today. Yeah, it's a tough one. All right, man. Listen. Well, I'm looking forward to your fight coming up. Uh, you know that that that's. You know, Vic had that last. Besides that last fight, man, he was on a, a fucking tear. Is, how many? Is that his only loss? Is that right? Is two that Vic's own? He has yeah, two he losses. Who did he lose he before got that? Out by Benil too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right, but hey, listen, he's one hell of a fighter, just like you, Paul Felder. And you're right, and you're still out here, man. Please, next time if you're ever around the city, let me know and, and jump in studio with us. Hang out. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'd love to. Awesome, Felder. All right, Paul, man. Thanks thanks for hanging out with us, man. Thanks, Paul. Oh, no. Thanks, thanks, man. It was great talking to you guys. Definitely. I'll run into you soon, man. Take care, Paul. Yeah, I'm sure. 
sure. I'll see you on the road. For, for sure. sure, man. Later, buddy. All right. Take it easy, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Paul, the, uh, Paul Felder. I was going to say the underrated Paul Felder because people – don't talk about him enough, and I think he's dangerous as shit, man. If you want to see a guy with Will, first of all, look at his fight with with uh, with Perry. When you fight, I mean, it's all it takes on a whole different meaning when you see the guy did the last two rounds in a competitive fight yeah. in a weight class above he normally fights with a broken arm with Mike it, Perry as well. Yeah, it makes yeah. you look at it makes you look at it a little differently. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. And uh, and that's something that I'm glad was brought to my attention because it didn't really. It didn't stand out with me. Sometimes you just remember the results. Right. And then you look deeper and you're like, all right, the dude had a one arm. Yeah. Right. I mean, and she was still throwing throughout. That's still, why. And yeah. he was still throwing throughout. Yeah. Um, besides that, his fight with uh, the other one, Charles Oliveira, comes to mind. Go throw that in fight pass. Yeah. Tell me if you're not impressed with that. Nice. He, he went through a machine gun fire of uh, submissions and he <laughs> got through it all and, and, and won that fight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Paul Feld is a stud. All right. Cool. Listen, what else do we got? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we kind of covered everything. I mean, we can go over our picks quickly. Let's but do I mean, that, let's do that quick. Yeah. Let's do that quick. Uh, we all had uh, – no, excuse me. Jim and Matt had Yair Rodriguez by second round and first round knockout. I had Korean Zombie by second round submission. I thought he'd be able to uh, take Yair down, which – it's something me and Jamie were talking about before the show started. Like, obviously, okay. you don't know coming off that Frankie loss. He's been out a year and a half. How has he improved? He really improved because he Korean Zombie couldn't take him down at all. Uh, yeah, year and then he obviously was able to keep it standing. Uh, so you guys had that correct. And I got a, that one wrong. What a great fight! Ama- yeah. amazing, amazing fight. One, fight. one of the best ever, really. It was, um, it was something else. You uh, had Mike Perry by second round knockout. Jimmy had Cowboy by decision. I had Cowboy by second round knockout. Uh, and obviously he was able to first uh, round submission. That, that. <laughs> that was something else. Did you Impressive. find the picture of that thing? No, I'm not seeing it anywhere. I think he has I, BS. It might be BS. Yeah, I'm not seeing it on any sites. Right. It might be something video. silly where an arm's just in half or something. Yeah. you never know. Yeah. Um, that well, actually, we didn't talk about this fight. Raquel Pennington and Jermaine Durandame. Um, you guys had Raquel Pennington by submission. I had Jermaine by second round knockout. Obviously, she won by decision. Um, yeah. yeah. Wait, you had what now? I had Jermaine by second round knockout. She won by decision. Yeah. You guys cra- had Raquel by uh, submission. I wasn't crazy about that fight. Yeah, right. it was. It well, was kind of a lot of it was up against the fence. It wasn't especially yeah, it was, dis- distinctive. That was, was one it? of the stinkers right. I think he was talking about. You know, I wasn't crazy about it. All right, but go ahead now. What about uh the next one? Then the uh, the Macy Barber uh, Hannah Cyphers fight. We wait, wait, you had- missed. You skipped over, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, we didn't. We didn't pick oh, the uh, Darius Moise fight because that replaced. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Came off the card. Right. Uh, Macy Barber. We all had her picked. You guys had her by decision. I had her by third round knockout. She obviously finished in the second round. And then uh, you guys both had Mike Trezano. Matt, you had Trezano by decision. Thank you. Which he ended up winning by decision. Thank Jimmy you. had Trezano by first round knockout, and I had Pena by decision. I went three for five. You went three for five. Fucking Jimmy went four for five. <laughs> Jimmy went four for five? Jimmy! Yeah. Fuck did that guy go four for five? Jimmy! <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's, he always does really well. My little bird. Uh, but anyway, for the month, we're all six out of ten. Oh! So this month's a draw. <laughs> this month's a draw. Hey, 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 this month's a draw. You know what I'm doing? I'm going to Disney. Disney? Yeah. You should use that Florida voice. Florida one. You should use that voice. You've got a gift. What voice? That singing voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he uses I can it a sing lot. some more. I, I use it. <laughs> Chris, so the producer's thinking people, I should use it a little less. You know, less. a lot of people think those sound effects are done by a machine. It's not. No. That's all math. Yeah. What people is this, don't what know. What is this one? one? 
<laughs> That's not for you though, because I love you. Aww. But let me tell you something. I'm going to Disney. Is it sad that I had to get a, a cortisone shot to get through this fucking thing? <laughs> Wife's telling me to jump in a fucking wheelchair thing, the motorized one. <laughs> I got my big 300 pound brother in law coming with me. He was going to push me in a wheelchair. Are you out of you guys? Are you out of your minds? Oh, wow. I'm not doing this shit. People know me, man. You don't think that's going to make Instagram yeah, or Twitter? <laughs> day, two, day two, you're going to be in a car. Me, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm Watch how quick that's I got a shot of cortisone. I got a little booby on my knee again. Are oh, you going back to Henzo's? What are you doing now? I want to do whatever you want, mate. Do you want to get a? You want to get some pizza? Are you go like no, <gasps> cocksucker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what about Forrest Griffin looking <laughs> to set me up? Moon. He's looking to set me up as a fat guy. He's a clever man. And I had the guy. old Rochambeau on him. He didn't know I lost weight. Yeah, did you did. see my abs when I lifted my shirt? That was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to touch him, but I didn't. That's good. Show restraint. Jamie, Jamie, don't don't touch my abs. Um, so what? So for the UFC unfiltered army. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can hit the car crash or whatever. Um, <laughs> this we, this is the only episode we have this week because what? it just worked out. Jimmy's in LA. You're going to Florida. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So we'll be back next week. The show's going to shit. Damn yeah, it. That's good. This was a good episode. The show's going to shit. Wow. Well, you know. I'm here. You know, I'm here now. I'm more, I, I care about the <laughs> show. Where's Jimmy? Well, I care about the show. Where's Jimmy? Is he abandoned you? Why am I giving Jimmy shit? I got to go to Disney for a couple episodes. Yeah. It. Maybe three. Are you guys going to call me when I'm out there? Absolutely. Please. Sure. We definitely can. Please do. All right? All right, people, listen. I don't know when we're coming back. <laughs> no, listen, we'll be <laughs> back next week. And I got a lot of... I'll be in Disney. And boy, is it fun when I'm at Disney because I have a lot of stories. But I will not. I will not have one Mickey pretzel. I promise you. And before you guys start... No, you don't got to clap. But listen to me. That, thank you. Thank you. I want to stick to my diet. Yeah. I do. Who needs gluten? Not this guy. <laughs> Jamie, what do you want to promote, Jamie? Uh, what do you want to plug? Are you ready? Yeah. Be good to each other. That's it, Jamie? It's good, that one, it? That's yeah. great. Yeah. Be good to each other? Be good to each other. Be kind to each other? Yeah, do jujitsu. Do some Thai boxing. Be good to each other. You really should be good to each other. I, man, I, I've been doing this show for over two years. I was looking for a catchphrase, and I think you just came up with one. I was going to say, like, be excellent to each other, and I was going to say I made it up, but then somebody's going to watch Bill and Ted and realize that, they, that it was them. Yeah. All right. I know what you mean. But I, I just don't want to go now. But I got to go. Well, usually, usually, usually it's Jimmy, like, at one foot out the door. <laughs> He's and then he's like, no, nope, nope, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> no, nope, I'm, I'm not a rush. No, I'm fine. I just got somebody coming to the apartment. That's like, Jimmy does my voice. That's his little bird voice. I miss Jimmy. I don't want to attack him. Jamie, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for If you're in Long Island, New York, Jamie. Try SarahBJJ.com. I think you should. You know? Change your life. Or if you want a Sarah t-shirt. I don't know. I, don't I, know. D- I do. I mean, it's been two years. I haven't got Oh, you're looking yet. for one? Yeah, I'd love one. I'm going to come up with different mugs and stuff. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to sell out. You should. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to me. And, and Jamie, for <laughs> listening to me. Um, anything else in closing, guys? The music's playing. Uh. You don't hear it, but it's playing. <laughs> Jamie? Well, thanks for listening. Look at me. Everyone. No eye contact, my Hall of Famer. Goodbye! Bye-bye. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's not my business. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 